Retina UK Sight Loss Survey 2022 Findings from our survey of almost 700 people living with inherited sight loss July 2022 Report author Sarah Fitzgerald Selfcoms Eden Stanley Data and findings are for Retina UK's use only except with Retina UK's and the author's permission Percentages throughout are rounded up to whole numbers A full dataset is available Copyrights Eden Stanley and Retina UK 2022. This survey has been generously sponsored by Santen. Santen has not been involved in the production, review or distribution of this survey. Contents. Welcome from our Chief Executive. Introduction. Track 2. Summary of key findings. Track 3. About the respondents. Track 4, Types of Sight Loss. Track 5, Quality of Life. Track 6, Services and Support. Track 7, Clinical Research. Track 8, Mental Health. Track 9, Attitudes Towards Retina UK. Welcome from our Chief Executive. Retina UK is the only UK charity dedicated solely to working for people affected by inherited sight loss. We support people affected by inherited sight loss to lead better lives today and to fund medical research to accelerate the search for treatments for the future. A huge thank you to everyone who took the time to complete the survey in 2022. This feedback is essential to Retina UK reflecting the inherited sight loss community and your wishes. Your valuable input allows us to measure what impact our work has had over the past three years and tells us where we should focus efforts over the next three years. The COVID-19 pandemic and associated lockdowns have had a significant impact on the entire world, including people living with sight loss. The responses in 2022 will naturally reflect those experiences and, importantly, how we can support you and the cause in the best way. Your feedback in 2019 informed our work over the past three years and the results of our 2022 survey will dictate the future of Retina UK's work. Thank you again. Tina Garvey, Chief Executive, Retina UK. Number one, introduction. Retina UK first undertook a comprehensive survey of the experiences of people with inherited sight loss in 2019. The aim then was to better understand people's views and experiences, and we used what we learned to improve our support. In 2022, we repeated the survey to understand what has changed since 2019 and incorporate findings into our future plans. We took the opportunity to ask about areas we didn't cover the first time, about the quality and accessibility of mental health support available to people with inherited sight loss and experiences of falls and accidents. As in 2019, our questionnaire was designed to be completed by anyone living with inherited sight loss or by their parent or guardian if they are under 18. We tested the draft questionnaire with people within, with sight loss to check that the questions and response options were appropriate and made changes to new questions based on their feedback. The questionnaire covered demographic information, sight loss condition, quality of life, services and supports, mental health, clinical research and engagement with Retina UK. 
The questionnaire was made available for online completion and as a printed booklet. It was distributed by post with copies of our magazine Look Forward and promoted through Retina UK's communications channels and via health professionals and online communities. We provided volunteer assistance to those who may otherwise have struggled to complete the questionnaire. In total, we received 673 responses. 3. About the respondents. Of the 673 individuals who responded, 96% completed the survey on their own behalf, compared to 92% in 2019, and 4% were the parent guardian responding on behalf of a child aged under 18. 8% in 2019. Just over half identified as female, 57%, and just under half as male, 43%. 94% were white, 3% were from an Asian or mixed Asian background, and the remainder were from other ethnic backgrounds. The age ranges were as follows. Under 18, 2%, 18 to 25%, 2%, 26 to 35, 4%, 36 to 45, 8%, 46 to 55, 17%, 45 to 65, 22%, 65 to 75, 23%, over 75, 21%. Retired, 55%, employed full-time, 16%, not in paid work, 13%, employed part-time, working 30 hours or less, 8%, doing voluntary work, 7%, in full or part-time education or training, 4%, self-employed, part-time, 3%, self-employed, full-time, 1%, other, 6%. Grouping respondents for analysis. We allocated respondents into pairs of groups based on their responses to four particular questions. We then used these groups to look for correlations between these questions and responses to other parts of the survey. Sight loss registered, 87%. Question, are you registered as severely sight impaired or sight impaired? Responded, yes, I am registered as severely sight impaired or yes, I am registered as sight impaired versus not registered, 13%. Are you registered at severely sight impaired or sight impaired? Responded, no, my degree of sight loss does not meet the criteria or no, I have chosen not to be registered. Diagnosed less than 20 years ago, 32%. Question, how long ago were you diagnosed with your condition? Responded with one of, within the past 12 months, between one and five years ago, between five and 10 years ago, between 10 and 20 years ago. Versus diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 68%. How long ago were you diagnosed with your sight condition? Responded more than 20 years ago. Currently managing well, 74%. Which of these statements best describes your current situation? Responded, I've had sight loss for some time. I know how to manage my sight loss and have support in place to help me live my life. Versus, not currently managing well, 22%. Question, which of these statements best describes your current situation? Responded, I've had sight loss for some time. 
I want to manage my sight loss better, but I'm not able to or unsure how to access the support I need. Please note that these two percentages do not add to up to 100%, as we remitted the 4% of respondents who selected a third option to the question, which was, I'm recently diagnosed and still adjusting to life with sight loss. Have engaged with Retina UK, 80%. Question, here are some of the ways people get involved with Retina UK. Which of them apply to you? Responded with one or more of, I access information and or support. I am a member. I belong to a local group. I donate or raise funds. I am a volunteer. I am a paid member of staff. Versus have not engaged with Retina UK, 20%. Here are some of the ways that people get involved with Retina UK. Which of them reply to you? Responded with none of these. Comparison with 2019. The demographic profile of respondents was broadly similar in 2019. There were 673 respondents compared with 924 in 2019. The primary form of distribution of the paper version survey this time was a joint mailing with Retina UK's magazine Look Forward instead of a standalone mailing. A link was also emailed to more individuals on Retina UK's database. Direct posting mailing to individual records, 2019, 2,600. In 2022, zero. Postal mailing sent with Look Forward, in 2019, zero. In 2022, 3,700. Email mailing with the link, in 2019, 2,000. In 2022, 3,336. General promotion, staff, Trustees, volunteers, professionals, sector partners, RNIB, radio, research community, social media channels, look forward article, ease newsletter. It is unclear why this survey received a low response rate compared with 2019. It may be that packaging the paper version of the survey with another product resulted in people not noticing it so readily. And emailing a larger proportion of Retina UK's base led to surveys reaching more people with only a distant relationship to the charity, where the motivation to complete may be lower. Number two, summary of key findings. Types of sight loss. Most respondents are sight loss registered. That's 87% compared with 84% in 2019. Two thirds, 67%, have been diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. Two thirds, 68%, were diagnosed over 20 years ago, similar to 2019 levels of 61%. Almost a third, 31%, can name the gene or genetic disease type causing their sight loss. This is twice the percentage in 2019 and suggests a positive increase in the number of people who are given a genetic diagnosis. 5% have no vision at all and 4% have good overall vision. Quality of life. Half of respondents, 49%, said their sight loss has a severe or very severe impact on their quality of life. Three quarters, 74%, say they're managing their sight loss well, compared with 22% who say they want to be able to manage it better. Anxiety, loss of confidence and stress are the biggest emotional or psychological impacts of sight loss. 
only 7% say they've experienced no impacts like these. Those who have engaged with Retina UK are less likely to say they've experienced loneliness, isolation and depression compared to those who have not engaged. Sight loss particularly impacts on mobility and getting around leisure time and hobbies and social life. <coughs> Services and support. The previous 20 year positive trend in people's experiences of receiving their diagnosis has not continued and may in fact have reversed. This may be related to changes in the way diagnosis was made and communicated during the pandemic. In particular, people diagnosed more recently were less likely to believe the person giving the diagnosis understood how they felt or to be told about ongoing support available to them. But note that the respondent numbers are small. The most useful services for people with sight loss are benefits advice, mobility training, access to work schemes and social services support. Despite improvements, there is still unmet demand for genetic testing and social services support and also for counselling. Compared with 2019, there appears to be a larger role for community-based support, whether through local organisations or informal meetings with others affected by sight loss. More than one in three respondents, 39%, have experienced at least one fall in the past five years related to their sight loss, with half of those, 49%, receiving treatment in A&E as a result. Respondents access a wide range of aids, with half now using Alexa-style smart home devices and smartphones with accessibility features. The two main barriers to accessing aids are not knowing how to obtain these and the cost. Clinical research. More than half, 54%, are aware of clinical research in their type of sight loss and 20% have participated in research. Retina UK is the top source of research information. As in 2019, awareness of research is much higher among those who have engaged with Retina UK compared with those who haven't. 59% compared with 38%. Mental health. A relatively small percentage of respondents, 16%, have accessed mental health support in relation to their sight loss. Rates are slightly lower among those diagnosed more than 20 years ago and those aged over 55. Of those who haven't, 80% said it was because they were not in need of it. This is despite 93% saying they experienced negative emotional or psychological impacts related to their sight loss. Of those who have received the support, four in five have access to talking therapy, such as counselling or psychotherapy. Two in five, 41%, receive prescription medication. Half had referred themselves and a further third were referred by a health professional. Most benefited to some degree from their mental health support. Their respondents were more likely to say it made managing somewhat easier, 56%, rather than much easier, 18%. Attitudes to Retina UK Those diagnosed more recently are most likely to have found out about Retina UK from an internet search, while those diagnosed longer ago were signposted by a healthcare professional. 8 in 10, 80%, have engaged with Retina UK in some way, a higher percentage than in 2019. Engagement is higher among those sight loss registered, diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 
diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa and those who say they're managing their sight loss well. Respondents mostly agree that Retina UK is approachable, trustworthy and ambitious on behalf of people with sight loss. Compared with 2019, more agree that people with sight loss have a bigger say in what the charity does. Almost 9 in 10, 88%, agree that, thanks to Retina UK, they are better informed about ongoing research. 83% rate Retina UK services as excellent or good. Newsletters achieve high satisfaction and usage levels, followed by the website. There have been increases in satisfaction and take-up among many aspects of Retin UK services, compared with 2019. More than half of respondents have donated or fundraised for Retin UK, with support levels higher among those diagnosed more than 20 years ago and among those managing their sight loss well. Most people would like to see Retin UK focus mostly on research over the next three years, with the remainder equally split between wanting to see a focus on support provision and wanting to see a focus on improving societal understanding. Number four, types of sight loss. Key findings. Most respondents are sight loss registered, 87% compared with 84% in 2019. Two thirds, 67%, have been diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. Two thirds, 68% were diagnosed over 20 years ago, similar to 2019, 61%. Almost a third, 31%, could name the gene or genetic disease type causing their sight loss. This is twice the percentage in 2019 and suggests a positive increase in the number of people who are given a genetic diagnosis. 5% have no vision at all and 4% have good overall vision. Sight loss registration. Most respondents, 87%, were either registered as sight impaired, 20%, or severely sight impaired, 67%. Those not registered comprised 8% who said that their degree of sight loss did not meet the criteria for registration, and 5% who said that they had chosen to not be registered. Sight loss registration, all respondents. Are you registered as severely sight impaired or sight impaired? Please tick one only. Yes, I am registered severely sight impaired, 67%. Yes, I am registered sight impaired, 20%. No, my degree of sight loss does not meet the criteria, 8%. No, I have chosen not to be registered, 5%. Diagnosed condition. Two thirds of respondents, 67%, had been diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa. The remaining 33% had a range of other conditions. The most frequent mentioned were Usher syndrome, 12%, and Stargardt disease, 2%. Classic retinitis pigmentosa was 67%, Usher syndrome, 12%, Stargardt disease, 2%, Bardet-Biedel syndrome, 2%, cone rod dystrophy, 1%, Choroideremia, 1%. Rod cone dystrophy, 1%. Leber congenital amaurosis, 1%. Other, 12%. Genetic diagnosis. Almost 4 in 10, 39% of respondents said they had received a genetic diagnosis for their sight condition. 
Analysis of free text responses shows 31% of all respondents were able to provide the name of a gene or specific type of RP, which correlates to a specific gene. This is almost twice as many as a percentage as in 2019, when only 15% of all respondents could provide a recognisable gene or genetic disease type. This suggests a considerable increase in the proportion of people with inherited sight loss who are able to find out their specific genetic diagnosis. Time since diagnosis. Two thirds of respondents, 68%, were diagnosed over 20 years ago. In the past 12 months, 1%. 1 to 5 years ago, 6%. 5 to 10 years ago, 7%. 10 to 20 years ago, 18%. Over 20 years ago, 68%. Those diagnosed more than 20 years ago were more likely to be sight loss registered compared with those diagnosed less years ago. 93% compared with 73%. This is similar to 2019. Remaining vision. As in 2019, respondents reported different degrees and types of remaining vision. Almost 1 in 20, 5%, had no vision at all, while 4% still had good overall vision. Many of those who answered other said they experienced night blindness or had lost vision in one eye only. No vision, 5%. Light perception only. Or shadows only 15%, some useful central vision 46%, good central vision 28%, some useful peripheral vision 17%, good peripheral vision 4%, good overall vision 4%, other 7%. Comparison with 2019. The big change here is in the proportion of people who can name the gene causing their sight loss or genetic disease type. This percentage has doubled since 2019, suggesting an improvement in genetic diagnosis and information sharing with patients. Section 5. Quality of life. Key findings. Half of respondents, 49%, say that their sight loss has a severe or very severe impact on their quality of life. Three quarters, 74%, say they're managing their sight loss well, compared with 22% who say that they want to be able to manage it better. Those managing well include higher proportions of people diagnosed more than 20 years ago, and people who engage with Retina UK, compared with those not managing well. Anxiety, loss of confidence and stress are the biggest emotional or psychological impacts of sight loss. Only 7% say they've experienced no impacts like these. Those who have engaged with Retina UK are less likely to say they've experienced loneliness, isolation and depression compared with those who have not engaged. Sight loss particularly impacts on mobility and getting around, leisure time and hobbies and social life. Overall impact on quality of life. Half of respondents, 49%, said that their sight loss had had a severe or very severe impact on their quality of life, versus 53% in 2019. Quality of life, all respondents. Question, right now, what impact does your sight loss condition have on your quality of life overall? Please tick only one. No impact? 
1%, mild impact 9%, moderate impact 40%, severe impact 37%, very severe impact 12%. Those diagnosed over 20 years ago were considerably more likely to say the impact on their quality of life was severe or very severe compared with those diagnosed since. 57% compared with 33%. Those who are sight loss registered were much more likely to say that their sight loss had a severe or very severe impact on their quality of life. 53% said this compared with only 8% of those not registered. However, this is a considerable improvement compared with 2019, when 85% of those who are sight loss registered said that their condition had a severe or very severe impact on their quality of life. Managing the impact of sight loss. We asked respondents to choose between three statements reflecting how well they feel they are coping with their sight loss right now. 4% agreed, I am recently diagnosed and still adjusting to life with sight loss. 74% agreed, I've had sight loss for some time. I know how to manage my sight loss and have support in place to help me live my life. 22% agreed. I've had sight loss for some time. I want to manage my sight loss better, but I'm not able to or unsure how to access the support I need. Almost three quarters, 73% of those who said they are managing well were diagnosed with sight loss more than 20 years ago, compared with 65% who say that they're not managing well. Those who say they are currently managing their sight loss well are more likely to have engaged with Russian in the UK compared with those who say they are not managing well. 83% compared with 75%. Emotional and psychological impacts. We asked people about a range of emotional and psychological impacts resulting from their sight loss. The top five responses were anxiety, 78%, loss of confidence, 74%, stress, 63%, fear, 58%, anger, 43%. While this is broadly similar to 2019, the increase in people experiencing anxiety, 78% compared with 71% in 2019, is noteworthy. This has moved from second to first on the ranking list. Only 7% said they'd experienced no emotional or psychological impacts. People who have engaged with Retina UK were less likely to report loneliness, isolation and depression compared with those who have not engaged. 31% of those who have engaged with Retina UK said they experienced loneliness compared with 52% of those who have not engaged. 36% said they experienced isolation compared with 49% of those who have not engaged. 37% said they experienced depression compared with 47% who have not engaged. Specific quality of life impacts. Respondents scored the extent to which their sight loss had affected particular areas of their lives on a scale from not at all to extremely. As in 2019, ranking by impact shows the most affected areas are mobility and getting around, followed by leisure time and hobbies and social life. Quality of life affected to any degree. Mobility and getting around, 98%. Leisure time and hobbies, 96%. Social life, 91%.
career or a job, 77%. Day-to-day -day routines, 93%. Falls or accidents, 90%. Communication, 79%. Family life, 74%. Relationships, 71%. Education, 57%. Quality of life impact is significant or extreme. Mobility and getting around, 63%. Leisure time and hobbies, 52%. Social life, 43%. Career or job, 35%. Day-to-day -day routines, 31%. Falls or accidents, 29%. Communication, 24%. Family life, 18%. Relationships, 17%. Education, 14%. While this looks very similar to 2019, there are small but interesting reductions in the proportion of people experience significant or extreme impacts on their career or job. That's 35% versus 47% in 2019, and education, which is 14% versus 21% in 2019. It's not clear why this is the case, but it could be a pandemic impact with employers and schools finding alternative ways to ensure access. Those who said that they are not currently managing their site loss well were more likely to score all of these impacts as high when compared to say those who say they are managing well. The differences between these two groups are particularly marked when it comes to social life. 69% of those not managing well say this is significantly or extremely affected, compared with 38% of those managing well. Day-to-day -day routines, 51% compared with 28%. Leisure and hobbies, 70% compared with 20%. Falls or accidents, 46% compared with 26%. Comparison with 2019. People who are sight loss registered are much less likely to say their sight loss has a severe or extremely severe impact on their quality of life. 53% in 2022 compared with 85% in 2019. Anxiety is a slightly bigger issue than in 2019 and now tops a list of negatively emotional impacts. The impact of sight loss on career and job and education is less severe overall compared with 2019. Section 6, Services and Support. Key Findings. The previous 20-year positive trend in people's experiences of receiving their diagnosis has not continued and may in fact have reversed. In particular, people diagnosed more recently were less likely to believe the person giving the diagnosis understood how they felt or to be told about ongoing support available. But note that respondent numbers are small. The most useful services for people with sight loss are benefits advice, mobility training, access to work schemes and social services support. Despite improvements, there are still unmet needs on genetic testing and social services support and also for counselling. Compared with 2019, there appears to be a larger role for community-based support, whether through local organisations or informal meetings with others affected by sight loss. More than one in three respondents, 39%, has experienced at least one fall 
or accident in the past five years related to their sight loss, with half of those, 49%, receiving treatment in A&E as a result. Respondents access a wide range of aids, with half now using Alexa-style smart home devices and smartphones with accessibility features. The two main barriers to accessing aids are not knowing how to obtain these and the cost. Diagnosis. In 2019, we found that people's experience of receiving their diagnosis appeared to have improved over the past 20 years and to be on an upward trajectory. Three years on, and that is no longer the case. Those diagnosed in the past year reported a worse experience across all dimensions, in particular, in believing that the person giving the diagnosis understood how they might be feeling and being told about ongoing support available to them. However, the number of respondents in this category was very small, fewer than 10. A likely factor in the decline in the quality of diagnosis is the pandemic, which has presumably reduced the likelihood of a timely diagnosis or of significant face-to-face -face time with the person giving the news. On the positive side, more than half of respondents, whenever they were diagnosed, said that the person giving the diagnosis had a good knowledge of their condition, 78%, and that they were given the opportunity to ask questions, 62%. As in 2019, most respondents were not told about the support available from Retina UK. 74% were not told, and 29% said they would have liked this. Services for people with sight loss. We asked respondents about their take-up of services available to people with sight loss, from social services support to genetic counselling, and the extent to which these made a positive difference to their lives. We've ranked services according to the biggest positive difference they make, totaling very and some positive difference scores from the respondents who have accessed the service. Advice and claiming benefits, accessed 62%, positive difference 87%. Mobility training, accessed 54%, positive difference 85%. Access to work scheme, accessed 41%, positive difference 75%. Four, social services support, accessed 54%, positive difference 68%. Genetic testing, accessed 59%, positive difference 65%. Workplace occupational, accessed 40%, positive difference 65%. Counselling, accessed 25%, positive difference 65%. Eye clinic and signposting, accessed 43%, positive difference 60%. Genetic counselling, accessed 37%, positive difference 50%. Support to change careers, accessed 20%, positive difference 40%. The top three in this list hasn't changed since 2019, but there are some differences elsewhere. Satisfaction with social service support and genetic testing have increased, and access to the latter has also increased, to 59% of respondents saying they've accessed this, 
compared with 46% in 2019. We also asked about the barriers that prevented respondents accessing these services. In many cases, the specific service was not one they needed or wanted. However, respondents also told us they were not aware of some of these services or that these services were not available to them. Advice on claiming benefits, accessed 62%, positive difference 87%, not aware or not available 36%. Mobility training, accessed 54%, positive difference 85%, not aware or not available 34%. Access to work scheme, accessed 41%, positive difference 75%, not aware or not available 19%. Social services support, accessed 54%, positive difference 68%, not aware or not available 39%. Genetic testing, accessed 59%, positive difference 65%, not aware or not available 54%. Workplace Occupational Health Support Accessed 40% Positive Difference 65% Not Aware or Not Available 21% Counselling Accessed 25% Positive Difference 65% Not Aware or Not Available 40% Eye Clinic and Signposting ECLO Accessed 43%, positive difference 60%, not aware or not available 56%. Genetic counselling, accessed 37%, positive difference 50%, not aware or not available 49%. Support to change career, accessed 20%, positive difference 40%. Not aware or not available, 25%. From this, we can extract the top five responses that respondents said they weren't able to access, either because they didn't know about them or because they were unavailable. They are eye clinic support and signposting, genetic testing, genetic counselling, counselling, social services support. Three of these services, genetic testing, counselling and social services support, appear within both top five lists. The services making the biggest positive difference for those who access them and those that are the hardest to access. It is worth noting that while access to genetic testing appears to have improved since 2019, the unmet need has also increased. Support from people and groups. People with sight loss also access charity, community and peer support. We asked which of these sources of support people had accessed and which made the biggest difference. As before, positive difference is summed from the scores of very plus some, positive difference and excludes respondents who haven't accessed the support. A local sight loss organisation accessed 54%, positive difference 74%. Informal meetings with others affected, accessed 49%, positive difference 
other national sight loss charities accessed 68%, positive difference 73%. Retina UK staff or volunteers accessed 60%, positive difference 63%. Online sight loss community accessed 39%, positive difference 62%. The main difference from 2019 is the role of local support, either through an organisation or via in more informal channels. Both scored higher on positive difference compared with 2019. The score for local sight loss organisations rose from 66% to 74%. Satisfaction with support from Retina UK staff and volunteers also improved slightly, from 58% in 2019 to 63% in 2022. Respondents' reasons for not accessing these sources of support fell into two categories. They didn't need it or they couldn't access it. A local sight loss organisation, I don't need this now, 28%. I can't access, 18%. Informal meetings with others affected, I don't need this now, 29%. I can't access 22%. Other national sight loss charities, I don't need this now, 25%. I can't access 7%. Retina UK staff or volunteers, I don't need this now, 27%. I can't access 13%. Online sight loss community, I don't need this now, 34%. I can't access 27%. Compared with 2019, this set of respondents are less likely to feel they need access to online sight loss communities. This may be related to sampling. Falls and accidents. Just over one third of respondents, 39%, had experienced a fall or accident directly related to their sight loss condition that had required outside support. People who are sight loss registered were more likely to have experienced a fall or accident compared to those not registered. Half of those who had experienced a fall or accident ended up being treated in A&E, 49%, and a third had a follow-up appointment with health services, 37%. Around one in 10 cases ended up with paramedic support and or ambulance transport to hospital, 15% on each. Many respondents reported treating themselves or getting help from friends, family or neighbours. It sounds for some that minor injuries are a regular part of the experience and they just get on with it. Use of aids, assistive technology or communication support, all respondents. Question, do you use any of these types of aids, assistive technology or communication support? Okay, yes, I use this, 66%. I don't use this, but I would like to, 6%. No, I don't need this, 27%. Smart home device, such as Alexa or Google, etc. Yes, I use this, 54%. I don't use this, but I would like to, 10%. No, I don't need this, 36%. Smartphone with accessibility features. Yes, I use this. 53%. I don't use this, but would like to. 18%. No, I don't need this. 
29%. Flashlights or enhanced illumination? Yes, I use this, 51%. I don't use this, but would like to, 15%. No, I don't need this, 54%. Tablet with accessibility features? Yes, I use this, 39%. I don't use this, but would like to, 22%. No, I don't need this, 39%. Computer software to enlarge text. Yes, I use this, 38%. I don't use this, but would like to, 16%. No, I don't need this, 46%. Large print publications. Yes, I use this, 37%. I don't use this, but would like to, 10%. No, I don't need this. 53%. Talking appliances. Yes, I use this. 29%. I don't use this, but would like to. 19%. No, I don't need this. 51%. Computer software to read text aloud. Yes, I use this. 28%. I don't use this, but would like to, 19%. No, I don't need this, 54%. Standalone reading device. Yes, I use this, 22%. I don't use this, but would like to, 20%. No, I don't need this, 59%. CCTV magnifier. Yes, I use this. 15%. I don't use this, but I would like to. 19%. No, I don't need this. 16, 66%. Guide dog. Yes, I use this. 15%. I don't use this, but would like to. 12%. No, I don't need this. 74%. Braille. Yes, I use this. 8%. I don't use this, but I would like to. 7%. No, I don't need this. 85%. Smart glasses. Yes, I use this. 5%. I don't use this, but would like to. 29%. No, I don't need this. 66%. Lack of knowledge of how to obtain items was the main barrier to access followed by expense. Other barriers included not feeling confident to use particular aids or not being aware of them in the first place. Don't know how to obtain, 37%. Too expensive, 32%. Not confident to use, 24%. Did not know it existed, 21%. Told it is not suitable or available, 8%. Other reason, 27%. Reviewing other reasons suggest some barriers are more psychological as they link to people's willingness to accept their degree of sight loss or concerns about signalling this to others through the use of AIDS. Some respondents with Usher syndrome highlighted that the AIDS listed were not at all appropriate for their needs. Comparison with 2019. The mostly positive upwards trend in people's experience of diagnosis that were reported in 2019 appears to have been arrested or even reversed. 
This may be related to the pandemic and end up as a blip in the long-term trend. However, it is still the case that respondents are rarely signposted to Retin UK at the point of diagnosis, just as in 2019. A larger proportion of respondents are accessing genetic testing and experience a positive difference compared with 2019. This is good news, although there is an unmet, increasing unmet need in this area too. Social services support also appears to have improved compared with 2019. There are signs of an increasing role for locally based support, whether via a local organisation or more informal meetups. Again, this may be a response to pandemic restrictions. A larger proportion of respondents are now using Alexa-style smart home devices and accessibility features on their smartphones. Section 7. Clinical Research. Key Findings. More than half, 54%, are aware of clinical research into their type of sight loss and 20% have participated in research. Retina UK is the top source of research information. As in 2019, awareness of research is much higher among those who have engaged with Retin UK compared with those who haven't, 59% compared with 38%. Awareness of clinical research. More than half of respondents, 54%, were aware of clinical trials or other ongoing research into their type of sight loss. As in 2019, awareness of research was much higher among those who've engaged with Retina UK compared with those who haven't, 59% compared with 38%. Sources of research information. Retina UK was the top source of research information for respondents with more than two thirds, 70% of those who knew about research citing the charity as the source. Retina UK was more than twice as likely to be mentioned as the next highest source, ophthalmologist. Retina UK, 70%. Ophthalmologist, an eye specialist, 27%. Web search, 12%. A charity or patient group, not Retina UK, 10%. Online community, 8%. Optometrist, 3%. UK Clinical Trials Gateway website, 2%. Clinicaltrials.gov website, 2%. GP, 1%. Research experience and interest. Just over half of people, 54%, would like to participate in a clinical trial or some other kind of research that haven't yet. A further 20% have participated in research and 26% say they do not want to. These percentages are very similar to 2019. Experience of clinical trials or other research or respondents. Which of these statements best describes your experience of clinical trials or other research into your type of sight loss? I have participated in a clinical trial to test a new treatment, 3%. I have participated in another kind of sight loss research, such as a project to improve understanding of my condition, 17%. I have not participated in research, but would like to, 54%. I have not participated in research and would not like to, 26%. Section 8, Mental Health. Key Findings. A relatively small percentage of respondents, 16%, 
said that they had accessed mental health support in relation to their sight loss. Of those who hadn't, 80% said it was because they were not in need of it. Of those who had received support, four in five had access to talking therapy, such as counselling or psychotherapy. Two in five, 41%, received prescription medication. Half had referred themselves and a further third were referred by a health professional. Most benefited to some degree from their mental health support, though respondents were much more likely to say it made managing somewhat easier, 56%, rather than much easier, 18%. Mental health support needs. A relatively small percentage, 16%, fewer than one in five of respondents said that they had access mental health support in relation to their sight loss. Rates of access to mental health support were slightly lower among those diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 14% compared with 16%, and those aged over 55, 10%. Of those who hadn't, 80% said it was because they were not in need of it, and 5% said that they would like it, but it was not available to them. This is despite 93% of all respondents reporting one or more emotional or psychological impacts resulting from their sight loss. It may be that many of those experiences these impacts are unaware that these are areas where mental health support could be beneficial, feel able to manage these impacts without further support, or are reluctant to identify as being in need of support with their mental health. The proportion of people who have accessed mental health support is similar between those who say that they're managing their sight loss and those who are not. However, among those not managing well, 12% say that they would like mental health support but it is not available to them. That's more than double the percentage of all respondents, 5%. Access to mental health support. Among those who have accessed mental health support, 80% had access to talking therapies, 41% had received prescription medication, 38% had used self-help resources including peer support, half had referred themselves 51% and a further third 33% had been referred by a health professional such as a GP. The most common time period to wait from seeking mental health support to receiving it was between two weeks and three months. Waiting periods for mental health support. Question. Roughly, how long was the time period from when you first sought mental health support to when you received this? Select one only. Within two weeks, 10%. Between two and four weeks, 28%. Between one and three months, 28%. More than three months, 14%. Don't know or can't remember, 20%. Impact of mental health support. Most respondents have experienced some level of positive benefit from the mental health support that they have received. Three quarters, 74%, said it made managing much easier. 18% or somewhat easier, 56%. But for one in five, 20%. There was either no difference either way, 
or the support they had received had made managing worse, 3%. Note, only three respondents. How much of a difference has this support made for you? Select one only. It has made managing worse, 3%. No difference, one way or another, 17%. Made managing somewhat easier, 56%. Made managing much easier, 18%. Don't know, can't tell, 5%. Impact of mental health support. It's only recently that I've realised that I do need help with my mental health. The six years since diagnosis has been a state of denial about my sight loss. Having counselling from someone with knowledge of disabilities, of hearing and sight loss is much more beneficial. Mental health isn't just an issue for the person with retinitis pigmentosa, it can affect other family members. No health professional has ever inquired about how my sight loss has impacted other members of my family. They are expected to cope, it would seem. Attitudes to Retina UK Key findings Those diagnosed more recently are most likely to have found about Retina UK from an internet search, while those diagnosed longer ago were signposted by a healthcare professional. 8 in 10, 80%, have engaged with Retina UK in some way, a higher percentage than in 2019. Engagement is higher among those sight loss registered, diagnosed more than 20 years ago, diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, and who say they're managing their sight loss well. Respondents mostly agree that Retina UK is approachable, trustworthy, and ambitious on behalf of people with sight loss. Compared with 2019, more agree that people with sight loss have a big say in what the charity does. Almost nine in 10, 88% agree that, thanks to Retina UK, they are better informed about ongoing research. 83% rate Retina UK services as excellent or good. Newsletters achieve higher satisfaction and usage levels, followed by the website. There have been an increases in satisfaction and take up among many aspects of Retin UK services compared with 2019. More than half of respondents have donated or fundraised for Retin UK, with support levels higher among those diagnosed more than 20 years ago and those managing their sight loss well. Most people would like to see Retina UK focus mostly on research over the next three years, with the remainder equally split between wanting to see a focus on support provision and wanting to see a focus on improving societal understanding. Knowing about Retina UK. Almost one in three people, 30%, heard about Retina UK for the first time from a healthcare professional. This is somewhat skewed by the high proportion of respondents who were diagnosed before in the relatively early days of the internet. Those diagnosed more recently, within the past 20 years, are more likely to have found Retin UK via internet search. This continues the significant shift seen in 2019 from people relying on word of mouth to people finding about the charity through the internet. Compared with 2019, a smaller proportion of respondents said they had not heard of Retin UK before this survey. 
This is likely to be related to a change in the way the survey was distributed. The top ways that people hear about us from a healthcare professional, all 30%, diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 20%, diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 34%. Word of mouth, all 20%, diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 14%, diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 22%. Internet search, all 19%. Diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 35%. Diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 12%. From another charity or support group, all 11%. Diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 17%. Diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 9%. In the media, all 6%, diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 4%, diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 7%. Social media, all 2%, diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 1%, diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 2%. Not before this survey, all 2%, Diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 3%. Diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 1%. Engaging with Retina UK. 8 in 10, 80% of respondents said that they had engaged with Retina UK in some way. This is higher than 2019, 70%. Though this may relate in part to the change in the way the survey was distributed. Those who have engaged did so through one or more of the following routes. Member, 54%. Access, info and or support, 45%. Donate or raise funds, 44%. Belong to local group, 8%. Volunteer, 5%. Paid staff member, less than 1%. None of these, 19%. Compared with 2019, there's much more likelihood of respondents having engaged with Breton UK's info and support, 45% versus 31%, and of having donated or raised funds, 44% versus 30%. And as in 2019, the following groups were more likely than others to have engaged with Breton UK. Respondents who are site loss registered, compared with those not registered, 82% compared with 76%. Respondents diagnosed more than 20 years ago, compared with those diagnosed since then, 83% compared with 76%. Respondents diagnosed with retinitis pigmentosa, compared with those other diagnoses, 86% compared with 70%. Those who say they are currently managing their sight loss well, compared with those who say they are not managing well, 83% compared with 75%. Perceptions of Retina UK Respondents were mostly happy to agree that Retina UK behaves in line with the charity's values, that it's approachable, ambitious and trustworthy. Compared with 2019, there is a small increase in the proportion of people who agree that people with inherited sight loss have a big say about what the charity does. 
from 42% to 47%. That still leaves around half, 48%, the same as in 2019, who are neutral on this. Very few people disagree that Retina UK's actions reflect its values, with significant proportions unsure one way or the other. Beliefs about Retina UK, all respondents. Question, how far do you agree with each of these statements about Retina UK? I would feel comfortable to get in touch with Retina UK. Agree strongly, 31%. Agree, 50%. Neither agree nor disagree, 17%. Disagree, none. Disagree strongly, none. I trust Retina UK to do what it says it will do. Agree strongly, 29%. Agree, 51%. Neither agree nor disagree, 20%. Disagree, none. Disagree strongly, none. Retina UK is ambitious on behalf of people affected by inherited sight loss. Agree strongly, 33%. Agree, 48%. Neither agree nor disagree, 17%. Disagree, none. Disagree strongly, none. People with inherited sight loss have a big say about what Retina UK does. Agree strongly, 13%. Agree, 34%. Neither agree nor disagree, 48%. Disagree, none. Disagree strongly, none. The difference Retina UK makes. Almost nine in 10 respondents, 88%, agreed that, thanks to Retina UK, they are better informed about ongoing research. This is a slight increase on 2019. Agreement is slightly higher among those diagnosed more than 20 years ago, compared with those diagnosed since then, and among those who are sight loss registered, compared with those who are not. Half, 50%, agreed that Retina UK helps them have a greater awareness of the support available to me. Again, this is a small increase on 2019, 45%. 1 in 4, 20% agreed that, thanks to Retina UK, they have more confidence in managing the challenges of sight loss. This is the same as in 2019. Finally, 1 in 10, 10% agreed that, thanks to Retina UK, they are more able to lead a fulfilling life. This is slightly higher than 2019, 7%, but considerably lower than the other outcome statements. In 2019, we speculated that this may be because of a fulfilling life is perhaps too abstract a concept for people to feel they are able to evaluate, and this may still be the case. Question, what difference does Retina UK make to you? All respondents. I'm able to lead a more fulfilling life, 10%. I have greater awareness of the support available to me, 50%. I have more confidence in managing the challenges of sight loss, 20%. I am better informed about ongoing research, 88%. Retina UK Information, Support and Services Satisfaction with Retina UK's information, support and services is high overall and very much in line with 2019's findings. Over 4 and 5, 83%, rate these services as excellent, 29%, or good, 
Only 3% said services were not very or not at all good. The same as from 2019. Rating information, support and services from Retina UK. Users of the services only. Excellent, 29%. Good, 55%. Neither good nor bad, 15%. Not very good, 2%. Not at all good, less than 1%. Satisfaction, the total of very and quite satisfied, was highest with online support, Facebook support groups, webinars and the Wetina UK website. There appears to be opportunities to broaden access to aspects of Wetina UK support that were received so that more people could benefit from them. Webinars, accessed 12%, satisfied 99%. Regular newsletters, accessed 81%, satisfied 96%. Website accessed 52%, satisfied 96%. Information days accessed 27%, satisfied 95%. Facebook support groups accessed 19%, satisfied 95%. Support with fundraising accessed 20%. Satisfied, 94%. Annual conference. Accessed, 21%. Satisfied, 93%. Helpline. Accessed, 26%. Satisfied, 92%. Local groups, online and face-to-face. -face, accessed, 21%. Satisfied, 87%. Telephone befriending service. Accessed 5%, satisfied 83%. Information for children and young people, accessed 3%, satisfied 79%. Compared with 2019, there have been increases in take up and satisfaction, particularly with local groups, including online communities, where usage is up from 18% to 21% and satisfaction from 73% to 87%. Retina UK's telephone befriending service, where test satisfaction has increased significantly from 73% in 2019 to 83%. However, this is still only accessed by a small proportion of respondents, 5%. Information days, where take up and satisfaction have both increased slightly. The annual conference, accessed by 21% compared with 16% in 2019. The helpline, where satisfaction has increased from 87% to 92%. Support with fundraising, where satisfaction has increased from 86% to 94%. Supporting Retina UK. Almost three in four respondents, 72%, have supported Retina UK through donations or fundraising. Propensity to support Retina UK is higher among those diagnosed more than 20 years ago compared with those diagnosed more recently, 79% compared with 57%. Those who say that they're managing well compared with those who say that they're not, 76% compared with 67%. When asked to say more about what they do or do not support Retina UK, there were a range of responses. From some who have supported Retina UK, 
because I know what it feels like to be diagnosed with vision loss and I want to be there to help out other people, to save my eyesight, to try and make difference and encourage more research and trials. Retina UK is the only sight loss research organisation I have found which genuinely engages with the community, keeps them updated and is transparent about the research funded. For some who haven't, I am busy with work, plus I don't have much of a social group so raising money is hard. I can't afford it at the moment. I would like to support through fundraising but would need encouragement and guidance on how to do it. Retina UK's future direction. Respondents were asked which of the charity's three areas of work they would like to see the greatest focus on in the next three years. Just over half, 56%, said the focus should be on funding and promoting the search for causes and treatments for inherited sight loss. The remainder were split more or less equally between providing information and support to help people managing their inherited sight loss, 23%, and increasing society's understanding of the needs of people with inherited sight loss, 21%. People diagnosed more than 20 years ago were more likely to select a research focus compared with those diagnosed more recently, 60% compared with 40%. This is also true of those aged over 55, also 60%. While all groups prioritise research, there were some that put more emphasis on information and support than on increasing society's understanding of sight loss. They were those diagnosed less than 20 years ago, those not sight loss registered, those who say that they're not managing their sight loss well. What should Retina UK you concentrate our efforts on most over the next three years? Funding and promoting the search for causes and treatments for inherited sight loss all respondents, 56%. Diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 60%. Diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 46%. Providing information and support to help people manage their inherited sight loss. All respondents, 23%. Diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 19%. Diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 31%. Increasing society's understanding of the needs of people with inherited sight loss. All respondents, 21%. Diagnosed more than 20 years ago, 21%. Diagnosed up to 20 years ago, 23%. Comparison with 2019. The overall picture with regards to attitudes to Retin UK is a positive one with increases across a range of measures of engagement and satisfaction compared with 2019. We saw elsewhere in the survey that there was a greater interest in support at a local or community-based level, and this is reflected in the increased take-up and satisfaction with local groups, including online communities.